y'all. So, welcome back to this podcast. Or if it's your first time, just welcome in general. Like, wow, I'm so excited you're here. <laughs> okay, so today we have. I think it's gonna be a really good one today. Like, I'm just feeling that inside of my. Like, I just know. I just know you're gonna be blessed by this today. But I wanted to have like a little PSA, like a little public service announcement, public Savannah announcement of, you know, these things that like I'm giving you, these keys, these whatever you want to call them. Knowing me, I remember whenever I was an athlete, like if someone would have told me this stuff, it probably would have just frustrated me because I would be like so overwhelmed. I'm like, they have it together and I don't and I don't know if I'm ever going to get there because I mean, I don't know. I'm just not that confident in myself. But all these things that I'm talking about that God gives me, I'm having to walk them out myself. Like I have not achieved this level of (laughs) success or I don't even know if that's the word, but I haven't like gotten there yet. I'm going to have, we both, all of us have all of eternity to become who God has created us to be. And that means we have all of eternity to learn about him. And these are things in your life you're going to constantly learn about, but it's not like scary. Like for me, like as also as like a really high maintenance student (laughs) like uh, that would freak me out I'm like constantly learning like ew no we need to stop that no but this stuff is actually good stuff like it says in 2nd Corinthians 3 18 in the version I found which is the King James version it says at one point we're all going from glory to glory so the more we look at God the more we go into who he is and his word and just in different experiences in our lives like we're going from one amazing thing we learned to the next so learning is not it's not scary and it's not intimidating with God it's actually really exciting I know that sounds like so not true but it is (laughs) believe me like I'm that person like I like to have everything worked out like I want to know it and know it now but with God, you're probably going to know it, and then you're going to have to keep knowing it, and then learn more, even more about it, so I just wanted to give that little PSA, that little side note, I guess, of encouragement to let you know, like, these things, like, I don't even have, like, a hundred percent grasp on them, like, I, I'm still learning, like, even when I think I know it all about certain things, I'm still growing, so I just wanted to leave that with you. I feel like as we keep going and more things come in, like, I feel like that's going to be really helpful to stay encouraged because it's one thing to learn things, but if you're learning them discouraged, you're probably not going to apply them. So just stay encouraged, keep growing. It's going to be okay. (laughs) I think that's another part of this podcast that I just want to leave y'all with and like, have y'all carry is, like, it's all gonna be okay, like, I put sparkle, shine, everything is fine, because sometimes you do your best, and you are shining, and it seems like no one's noticing, or you're not getting what you thought you would have got out of it, but there's always something beyond the surface with God that you're getting out of something that later on you'll be like, oh, wow, of course, so I just, 
I just wanted to leave that with y'all because I know sometimes it can be kind of overwhelming or intimidating to really dive into different things. So yeah, I just wanted to, I just wanted to talk about that because I know that's like, that was in the back of my mind last time. I'm like, oh, this is a lot. <laughs> like, ooh, <laughs> bite sizes, please. <laughs> but going from there, I think this would be a perfect time to go into prayer. So Father, thank you for today. Thank you for giving me more information, more revelation that you want to share with your people this week. Thank you so much that our hearts are open to receive whatever you want to talk about. Thank you, Jesus, that you are moving way beyond the places we think you're moving. Like if we could see everything you're doing, we would be celebrating all the time because you're constantly making things work together for our good. And so with that, I thank you, Jesus, for our time today. I thank you that I have the ability to do this. Thank you, Jesus, that like you said, like I've been reading in Nahum 1-7, and his, his name, Nahum, I looked it up on Google, so this might be shady, maybe not, but Nahum means comforter. And I don't think it's a coincidence that this verse was in Nahum. It's Nahum 1-7. It's The Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. So I don't know where you are at in your life. I know around the world, if you look around, it seems like, oh man, it's awful everywhere. But I just want to let you know, God cares about what's going on in the world, but he cares about what's going on in your world as well. And just like he'll bring refuge in trouble to what's going on around us, he'll also bring refuge and comfort to what's going on inside of us as well. And so I just speak peace. I speak calm. I speak joy. I speak love into your life right now. It's going to come right now in Jesus' name. Father, give me eyes to see and ears to hear and the right words to say to bring comfort and peace to whoever listens to this podcast in Jesus name. Amen. So, oh man, it's exciting. I've got something that I'm like, if I would have just known this when I was an athlete, like it would have changed not only the way I played, but it would have just changed me as a person for the better. (laughs) Not like a bad change, like a really, really good change. So I, I, gonna start with a question you I mean like obviously I'm not gonna know your answer so if you want to answer out loud you can but I I won't I won't know it (laughs) so the question is is if as an athlete if you can know just two things that like they're just guarantees they're gonna make you a better player what do you think they are. And if maybe you're one of those people listening and you're not really an athlete anymore, you just love sports, but you're a Christian. And as a Christian, we I mean, we have to be like athletes. We have to be disciplined. So just take that question and kind of apply it to your life. But specifically, let me say it again, as an athlete, if you could think of just two things that would change the way you play for the better, what do you think those two things are? 
you know, in my, anyway, that feels weird saying like back in my day, but whenever I was an athlete, I'm pretty sure I would have said, oh, I need to get stronger. That'd be the first one. I, I need to get faster, you know, and in the course of trying to think of an answer to that question, I'm pretty sure I'd throw in a lot of, I need to do this. I need to work on that. I need to do this. I, 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 I mean, it's like a whole mess and string of eyes. And <laughs> the two things that I'm going to give you today, they involve you to a certain degree, <laughs> but not as much as you think. So the two things that if you can just know these two things, it is going to change your whole perspective. It's the first one is knowing about the kingdom of God. And then the second one is knowing about being a servant. Like both of those things, I guarantee you probably were not on your list. They were never on mine. You know, like, <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> that seems too easy. That seems too practical. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) It seems like, no, that's probably not it. But God has showed me that the times I was playing the best, the times I was just a good teammate in general, which is also a goal as an athlete, it's whenever I knew about these two things, the kingdom of God and being a servant. So let's start with the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God, I think the best thing you can know about it um, to start out, which again, this is one of those things you're going to learn about your whole life. But I think a great thing to start out knowing and recognizing is to seek his kingdom first. (laughs) If we want to go into the King James version of Matthew 6.33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. In his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So, things, right? Like, that's what we're all searching for. We're searching for things a lot of times. Like, things like if you're an athlete, you want to be faster. You want to be stronger. You want to be a better player. You want to make better plays. You want to score the most points. You want to up your statistics. Like, those are things, right? But if you want to get those things, you don't just, like randomly get them out of the blue no like you put in work first you go to the place where you put in the work right you go to the gym you go to the weight room you go to the track and then after that you run you lift weights you practice plays you look at film like you do all these things like the goal is to get better the goal is to become a better player but first you have to go to the place where you are made into that, where there's an environment for that, where there is a, like, culture almost for that, right? That thing that you're trying to achieve, you need to go to the place (laughs) where you work on it to achieve it. And that's really, I think, the principle of Matthew 6.33 is if you want righteousness, if you want all these things, you're going to have to come to the kingdom first like you're not gonna find it at a random place or store like you're gonna find it here and so it's like okay where's the kingdom of god well actually you can't really see it actually it's like what whoa 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 but 
listen, it's going to be okay. I'm going to help you find it. So, even Jesus, he was like, listen, I'm going to help you find it, okay? So, in Luke 17, 20, <laughs> one day, a Pharisee asked Jesus probably what you're kind of like asking yourself right now. It's like, whoa, where's the kingdom of God? Like, But his question was, when will the kingdom of God come? Like, he wanted to know like a sign. He wanted to know... Like, how can I be really sure? And Jesus replied, the kingdom of God can't be detected by visible signs, right? It's like, whoa, Jesus, what'd you talking about? Like, what? <laughs> how, how, okay, then how am I supposed to see it? Well, if we go to John 3, 5, this is another time Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God. He says, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water in the spirit and I specifically want to focus on the spirit so like when you accepted Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior he promised that he would give you Holy Spirit he'd baptize you in Holy Spirit you'd speak in tongues you do all these things right Holy Spirit is what's going to show you the kingdom of God let that sink in for a minute like it's just let, that's like a key right there like Holy Spirit is the one like we talked about last time in the last podcast, right? We talked about how you have faith glasses. Like it's going to help you see God's promises, which a lot of times are invisible in the natural. But in the supernatural places we can't see, like they are so there and clear, right? It's going to take something beyond your eyes in the natural to see what God is trying to get to you. So a way he does that is he gives you this best friend, this comforter, this guide, this light provider, who is the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you something, y'all. Like, you're probably thinking, okay, that's going to help me in my life. Uh Uh-uh. It's going to help you also as a player. Let me tell you something. When I was playing volleyball, like, just a real-life example, so you're not checking out on me real quick, but... When I was playing volleyball, let me tell you, I was a back row player, okay? So I was in charge of defense, and I'm in charge of making sure when it's served, I get the ball up. It's a good pass to the setter. She don't have to move very much. She's she's positioned to do what she can do well, and that's set, right? Okay, well, I don't know how many times, like... There's a part in the game, which, I mean, I think everybody knows about volleyball, but if you don't, there's a part where setters can actually dump the ball, and so that means, like, instead of setting it, she sends it over the net, and usually it catches everybody off guard, but I don't know how many times Holy Spirit would give me wisdom, he'd give me discernment, and he would show me these little dead giveaways of the setter when she was about to do it. And I may have not got to the ball every time, but I knew when she was going to do it. And I'm like, how come no one else sees this? And then it dawned on me. I'm like, oh, because I have a friend. I have a friend out here while I'm playing. Like, I'm not just playing on my own. I have a best friend. Also, this will change your life in that, you know, it helps to have favor with your coaches. It really does. And I don't know how many times Holy Spirit has kept me from saying the most dumb, stupid things that would have just literally squashed most of my chances as a player. Like, I'm not even kidding. 
like, if you can take that with you of, like, Holy Spirit's not just going to help you with as, like, a player when you're out on the court, but he's going to help you, like, know how to win off the court as well, which is just as big a deal as winning on the court, like, let me just say, but that is just, like, that's, like, a little freebie for y'all, like, that's just a little introduction of Holy Spirit, like, that's not even again, he's one of those ones too, like the kingdom of God, you're going to learn about the Holy Spirit your whole life. And let me tell you, it's going to be fun. Okay. Cause he is like, he gives you an advantage and I just, man, wow. <laughs> Which also leads me into the next thing. You're probably like, oh man, she is like rambling on. Like, what is the next thing already? Well, okay. So the first one is the kingdom of God, seeking it first. And in order to seek it, you're going to have to have Holy Spirit to show you it. So the second thing that if I would have known as an athlete, I mean, it would have just like changed everything. I mean, it kind of did, but if I really would have dove into it, like, (laughs) let me tell you, it would have been a game changer for me. But the second one is, is if you want to be a great leader, You want to be the MVP. You want to be someone that is above everybody else. You're first going to have to be a servant. Ew, I know. It's not, it's not fun. It's not always fun. It's, you know, it's looked at as like a, oh, I wanted something better. I wanted, (laughs) I wanted something that involved me, me a lot more, but it's the truth. And Jesus, I mean, (laughs) He's the best leader ever. I mean, 2,000 years later, we're all still talking about him. We're all still really living under his truths and principles, whether you know it or not. I mean, some of them the world has took and, like, twisted. But ultimately, if you go back and turn them back around, they were first what Jesus said. So, I mean, greatest leader. But if we look at Jesus he was the greatest servant and still is like, he's still interceding for us at the right hand of the father. Like he's still serving. Like he didn't just stop when he rose again, like he's still doing stuff. And so how do you apply that as an athlete? Well, like I kind of, again, I talked about on the last podcast, like there is this girl in practice and we were doing a drill and it was like, Ooh, you can tell that was not her drill. And I could have taken advantage of a situation to help me finish the drill so I wouldn't have to run. But I chose to serve. You know, and there are times, I don't know, like always in volleyball. (laughs) I guess because, you know, a part of volleyball is actually serving. Maybe that's why God always chose that one to teach me about it. But a lot of times, like, And you're not always going to be seen. I think that is the biggest key is you're not always going to be seen. Like not everybody's going to see you being selfless and helping someone. Not everyone's going to, they may never know about it. You know what I mean? But that's kind of part of being a servant. You don't serve to be seen. You serve to let others know they're seen, right? You have to give away what you want to receive. That's, I mean... That is like a big deal as a Christian. And if you can apply that as an athlete, like it doesn't have to be huge things. It can be like little things. Like I, I just gave someone a volleyball, 
you know, or you could hold the door open, or <laughs> if you play softball or baseball, you know, like, <laughs> and you're a freshman, you may not have to already do this anyways, but, you know, there's always a bunch of gear that no one wants to carry, there's always a bucket, there's always <laughs> the the thing that's holding the helmets that no one wants to carry, there's always an opportunity to serve there, go out after a game, like, if you're, I mean, if you're upperclassmen, I mean, you should probably, you should definitely be doing this too, to set an example, but, like, I remember sometimes, you know, (laughs) we'd have to go after a game and pick up trash in the stands to help the janitors out, or, you know, just little things like that, that, you know, you don't think it's seen, and you don't think it makes a big difference, but it really does. And especially you can see this as a Christian because we know everything we do is for God's kingdom. Like in his kingdom, holding the door open for someone, doing the extra stuff that no one sees, like that's that's trophy worthy to God. Like it means so much to him to see you take the initiative to see you serve someone other than yourself because that means you're becoming more like him because he could do whatever he wants he didn't have to send his son he didn't have to do any of this stuff for us but he chose to because he loves us and the more you (laughs) reflect what God is doing oh man the more like you're gonna get God results like you're gonna get blessing you're gonna like even I know I saw this personally when I did this stuff like I started playing a lot better and I like it wasn't because I was running faster it was I mean I kept working out I kept showing up and doing the work and being consistent but like there was an extra factor that I could not make up but God did in spades like he did it perfectly and so I just kind of want to leave you with that, let that set a little bit, and uh, this is kind of the part of the podcast where I talk about who um, Jesus is, because I know that that was also a big part of what made me even want to keep playing sports at times, because I saw how faithful and committed Jesus was, and I think a perfect way to show you who Jesus is, is to take one of the things we learned today, which is being a servant. And this is something that hit me last night, and it's really probably what stirred me to make another one, another podcast. I think I'm only going to do them once a week, but if I get something fresh, I'm going probably to give it. <laughs> like, this is what like really got me going, and I'm like, I have to somehow talk about this and so so it's about Jesus it's about him as a servant and it goes back to I was reading Genesis 26 and it's about Isaac so that's Abraham and Sarah's son his their miracle because they were both really old when they had Isaac only God could help them and Isaac he's grown up he's he's married he's kind of doing his thing and he, there starts to be like this fight over water, 
over water rights, over his wells. And the problem is God is blessing him so much and he's becoming too powerful for the people there. And they like constantly are dogging him or they're like stopping his wells. So they're putting dirt in it. So he's just like, oh my goodness, like I got to keep moving. He finally gets to this point where like the wells are his and he actually taps into the wells from his father and restores their names and all that. I'm still kind of learning what that means. But I had that story in my mind. I'm like, wells, like, you know, we don't really see wells that like, not like how you think, like, you know, we have like water wells in different places, but a well back then, I mean, it was like, (laughs) it's like what you're probably picturing in your mind, you know, thing with the little roof and you got like a bucket attached and it goes down. And honestly, you see them probably more for decoration now than probably actual usefulness. <laughs> but I was like just thinking about that. I'm like a well. And I looked up some stuff and it still just wasn't really clicking. And then last night we were watching a service and the speaker, she mentioned like someone was coming back to redig wells. And I was like, that's funny, like, I just, I mean, like, the story just popped into my head, and another part of that was I also thought about, okay, Jesus, and the woman at the well, and everything like that, right, and I'm like, there's some way they're connected, but it was just not, like, clicking (laughs) at that moment, and then I was like, hold on, last night, straight epiphany, straight revelation from Jesus coming to you, and I believe it's gonna really maybe help you see Jesus in a different light is I thought of a well and I was like okay wells like they stay like they don't move you know what I mean like once you dig a well there it's gonna be there forever like you know Isaac went back and he went back into his father's well so I mean that's probably been a while but they were still there right wells like you like you know where they're gonna be like they're gonna be there every single time that you show up. And I was like, well, okay, Jesus said, I'm the well of life in John 4. I'm the well of life. And I'm like, oh, so that means Jesus is consistent. That means he's always going to be here. I'm going to know where to find him, right? He's always going to consistently have water for whenever I'm thirsty, for whenever I just want some water. And I guess that just really shook off some of the lies that I just, maybe it's just my own misunderstanding, but sometimes like I would see Jesus as kind of like spotty (laughs) or like inconsistent in that like he shows up every once in a while, but you know, like it's, it's really hard to find him. It's really hard to get a hold of him. Like I don't, you know, most days I don't even feel like I'm worthy of like I'm like I had a really bad day I don't even know if I can come to the well today you know but then I saw this and I was like whoa okay that means Jesus he's gonna be there every single time and like the other part of the story is when Jesus is at the well and he's talking to the Samaritan woman and she's like (laughs) no one wants to be seen with her Like, she came at a different time of the day just so she could probably be alone so she wouldn't have to deal with people, like, 
talking about her all the time. Like, she was not in a good situation. We'll put it that way. But she would, con- and I've never seen this story like this. She would come to that well every single day, probably. Like, it was consistent. It was part of her routine. And no matter how much worse her situation got, that well was going to give her water. Like, it was, like, that was probably the only thing besides Jesus later on in the story that wasn't judging her, that wasn't, like, dependent on her, on whether or not she could get water. You know what I mean? Like, she, she had all kinds of things going on, but it, it didn't matter what was going on. She could come to that well for water. And then, you know, here comes Jesus talking about being a servant. This was out of his way. Like they could have gone a different way to go where they needed to go, but he specifically stopped for her. And he was tired. He really did probably want a drink of water. And then she comes and here's this moment where she comes to the well for water, right? Because she's thirsty. She's probably thinking about planning, making sure she's got water for the next few days. You know, she's got to take care of all those husbands. (laughs) But um, anyways, and Jesus is there and he's the well of life. He's living water. There's a thirst that you have like any well of this world is not going to satisfy it. You're going to constantly go back to it time and time again, just like this woman. But Jesus said that day, he offered her something different. He said, you know, if you only knew, if you only knew who I was, you wouldn't need this well anymore. Like you, like there's something inside of you beyond what you naturally do that you need me for. And I just, man, that just connection that I was making that, you know, here she is, the Samaritan woman, she's coming to something that constantly produces for her on her good days, bad days. And then here's Jesus. And I believe he's like almost mirroring that well, that he's going to be there for you on your good days or bad days. It doesn't depend on you whether or not you get water. It depends on him. Like, yes, you have to come to him, but that woman would have known to search for Jesus, but Jesus knew to search for her. So I don't know where you're at in your life. I don't know if you maybe kind of have like some same feelings about Jesus. Like, is he re- like he shows up occasionally, but I don't know if he's really, you know, consistent. I don't really know if he's faithful. Let me tell you something. It just hit me last night that he is. I mean, in some translations, it says he's not just the well of life. He's the spring of life. How much more immovable is a spring of water? You know what I mean? And I think my biggest takeaway from that, and I'm just going to kind of leave you with, and we can go into prayer, is it doesn't depend on you. Like you have to come, I guess that's technically work. But once you get to the well of Jesus, the water is going to be there. No one's stopping up Jesus. No one's drying him out. He is gushing 
over, plenty, more than enough for you. And so I just, man, I just really wanted to leave that and let that sink in with you. And you know where Jesus is. If you've made him your Lord and Savior, he's in your heart. And he said that I will be with you until the end of the age every day. That's not a metaphor. What he said, he actually meant it. Like he's with us. He's with you specifically every day. And he's in your heart. And if you're having a hard time kind of working some stuff out in that area, look into the word because he's there. He is there. Like you don't have to run to these other wells. You don't have to keep scrolling, trying to find a well, trying to satisfy your thirst. Like Jesus is the well of life. And I'm just going to go into prayer for you right now. And I want to start this prayer with something that God gave me when I was thinking about all this last night. It was running through my mind. I've got like fire shut up in my bones about it. But he said she, that woman, the Samaritan woman, she had all kinds of things going on in her life like crazy. But she found who she was when she looked into the reflection of the well of life. Like she went on to evangelize. She went on to start revival in Samaria, which is not really a popular place at that time. Like, it was when she looked into Jesus. It's when she looked at him, the well of life himself, and saw herself in his reflection that she became who she was always meant to be. Everything she had done, everything she had gone through, it didn't matter. It was forgiven. It was done and it was over with. And I believe that's how it can be for you. So I don't know. You probably already know Jesus. You probably already accepted him into your life as your Lord and Savior. But it's been really put on my heart to offer you the chance to maybe rededicate yourself, like see Jesus and receive him into your life with a fresh perspective and fresh kind of like enlightenment of who he is or maybe you don't know him at all but let me tell you something that woman at the well she had five husbands and the one she was with she wasn't even married to like she like we know (laughs) she's a sinner you know like you've not done anything so crazy that Jesus can't like uncrazy it (laughs) almost if that makes sense so if you if you want to rededicate if you just you just want to reaffirm to yourself or you want to do this to make Jesus officially your Lord and Savior I want you to say this prayer and say it out loud and just really believe this in your heart say Jesus I need you I need you as my well I know I've got places in my heart that aren't right and it's from my own fault it's from my own sin and so I just ask you Jesus to come into my heart as my Lord and Savior I believe you died on the cross I believe that you rose again and you are coming back and I need you though right now in my life I dedicate my life to you I give you my heart I make you my Lord and Savior And I just ask that you do something with my life. It's yours. You are my king now. You are on the throne of my heart now. In Jesus' name, I receive the gift of salvation. 
amen. Well, you just like, this is a major day for you. You just came into the family of God. Like you're a child of God right now. And you know how we were talking about Holy Spirit earlier? Well, let me tell you something. Now that you've accepted Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior, you think it's a gift that all your sins are forgiven. Oh, it's a gift that keeps on giving because now you get a best friend who's going to guide you and help you um, receive and know that you have these promises of God on your life and in your life constantly surrounding you. So let's ask him to come in too. So Holy Spirit, Jesus, you said that you'd give me a friend. You'd promise me that you'd give me Holy Spirit as my friend, as my guide, as my leader, as my teacher, as my light. And so, Jesus, I ask for the Holy Spirit to baptize me in himself and in fire in Jesus' name. And if you want to get it really out there, it says Holy Spirit will come upon you and he's going to confirm it to you by speaking in other tongues. And all you have to do is like there will be like a sound kind of down in your heart, kind of towards your belly because out of your belly flow living waters And you're just going to hear this sound and you're just going to start speaking it like it's just going to come out of you. It's okay. Like it's it's going to feel weird, but it's okay. Like this is this is the part where, yeah, we have Romans 8, 28, where God works all things together for our good. But Romans 8, 27 says the Holy Spirit pleads in harmony with God when you're speaking, making these sounds that sound crazy when you're speaking. Holy Spirit is pleading with God's will for your life and God's will is good and perfect and pleasing. So just kind of practice it. Go come back and listen to this if you have to, but don't be afraid because Holy Spirit, I mean, he's the thing. He's the one that gets things done. He's the part of the Father in Jesus that is going to he lives in you. He resides in you. And he's your best friend and he's going to help you a lot. So I know that's a lot to come in on a podcast, but you're probably like, whoa, again, you're probably feeling some whiplash, but you know what? It's okay. Listen to it again. Listen to it over if you have to. But that's pretty much today's podcast. That's what was really on my heart. I pray that it blessed you. I pray that it just helped you it maybe re-sparked your fire that you know sometimes it can get down a little bit I pray that it just really encouraged you and touched you and I thank you so much again I'm a coach I like to help (laughs) parents get their kids to think like this and to to become better players become better people and to compete without compromising who they are in Christ and I do all kinds of stuff for it you can look up me on Facebook if you know me call me if you don't look me up on Facebook but that's what we have today and so I'm just gonna leave you with that and just bless you and let you know that God loves you you're important you are seen known set apart and appointed and you are are needed at this time in the world. I love you, and I just pray you have a really good day, really good week, and you'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Just want to say happy belated birthday to my cousin Ireland. I didn't get to tell her, but hopefully this will make up for it. Happy birthday, happy belated birthday to my grandma. It was yesterday. And happy birthday today to Isabel. I love y'all so much. And happy birthday to anyone who, if you're watching this, it's your birthday. I love you. God loves you. You're going to do great things.